Whiskey and Nerds Podcast. We're going to start drinking real early. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to. Well, it's 11. That's. Mm, yeah. That's a little early. Before we trek on what over. What are we drinking first? What's in the first glass? Uh, Stellum? Stellum, I believe. Yeah, it's Stellum. Okay. Yeah, Stellum. And then we're going to drink Penelope Toasted, both of which we have already reviewed and done on this. Yep. The difference today is we're going to blend them. Yes, we are experimenting with blends. I had the greatest of success with bottles that I don't even know if I can get again. <laughs> That's the most unfortunate thing. I know. <laughs> A high-proof weeded bourbon, a high-proof 100% wheat whiskey, and a, I think it was 52% on the restoration rye out of Castle and Key. Yeah. And I think that's the secret, is to keep the proof levels. Both of these are higher proof. Yeah. In fact, let's double check. But they're, I think they're similar. Looks like that's... Seven and... 58. Perfect. Perfect. So... So on this one, again, we went about... Two to one. And it's two Penelope, one Stellum? Yes, because we want to... I didn't want the rye spice to kill the toasted finish. Smart. Because I want that that toasted marshmallow flavor is probably at the top of our list. Yeah. Of everything. Yeah. Pretty pretty much if you can find a bourbon or rye, but whiskey that is in a toasted barrel or finished in a toasted barrel, I don't think we haven't had a bad one yet. We've had four now? Now, with that said... I'm sure you've seen the Basil Hayden's Toasted. I've had it. Thoughts? Because Basil Hayden's, across the board for me... Meh. Eh. Right? It's, a, um, it's okay. It's a miss. People love it because of the name, I guess. Yeah. But it's standard. It's a okay... Yeah. It's like a fancy beginner's Honestly, bourbon. yeah. I haven't had a Basil Hayden's in over a year. Yeah. I still have... No, I think we finally killed it. That Basil Hayden rye yeah, that y'all had. Yeah, the 10-year rye. And it was really, really, really light. Yeah. Almost to the point of calling it weak. So I have had it. Um, I flew out of the Cincinnati airport a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. You sent me a picture of that. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the mistake that I made was... If you're ever just sampling whiskeys at a bar, restaurant, whatever you're going to, um, always start low proof and work your way up to high proof. Yeah. If, if you know, like, I want to try these three, take the lowest proof one first, mm-hmm. then the second highest proof, and the highest proof. Because if you start with the highest proof, you're not going to taste anything. If you start, like, at a 115 and you go to a 90, you're not going to taste that yeah, 90. Yeah, you're going to burn all that out. So I made the mistake, and, and I wasn't really expecting to try the Basil Hayden, one, because I didn't know they made a toasted. Mm-hmm. Two, I didn't see it on the shelf. Um, someone next to me ordered one. I was like, oh, I made a toast. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, but I started off with a um, wild turkey anniversary something. I think it was like a, it wasn't the 17 year, but it was a wild turkey something. But it was like, I think it was like 112 proof. And the Basil Hayden toasted is like 100 proof. So it's a lot lower in proof. Um, from what I could taste of it, it was a little less on the tasting notes than the Elijah Craig toasted, which Elijah Craig okay. toasted, I think is kind of like towards the bottom of all the toasts we've had. 
We're just saying something because when we first had it, it was very, very it's good. It's still very good. So take that and then just kind of tone it or proof it down a little bit. Mm. And that's the Basil Hayden toasted. So it's, it's just weird. It's the Basil is what you'd expect the Basil Hayden toasted to be. It's toasted, but it's still Basil Hayden. Womp womp. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um. I'm actually really excited to get to that. And I like how we're doing one, then the other, and then the... Combining to see. That way we can tell... That's my problem. I didn't have enough. So when I I did this, I was staring at three bottles that I honestly thought had about a half an ounce each yeah. in it. Turns out they each had about an ounce. So I got two drinks of this. Yeah. Um, but I'm just staring. I was like, screw it. You know that when you're a kid and yeah. you're stupid and they have the drinks that you can yourself mm-hmm. so you went and make a suicide make what a we suicide. call it and just yeah. everything yeah try to make your own suicide of bourbon and then at that time you're just like it's all sugar yeah i tried to do that except it fucking worked really 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 well yeah to the point i would look into what it would cost to buy those three barrels and then blend and bottle those th- as a thing and sell it as a whiskey and nerd shit specific blend yeah kind of like pursuit united is the bourbon pursuit podcast that they blend they chose and blended theirs and it's a very good blend it's a fantastic blend yeah mine was better fuck you (laughs) mine was so good it made no sense it was tremendous but now i can't find them so i'm screwed yeah we'll see uh but yeah we'll see back to my original point is what i couldn't do is pour a little bit of each to see if the bourbon's just killing everything. The rye, the creaminess of the rye is just overpowering everything. Yeah, to see everything. if it was one of those three that stood out over anything else. Yeah, to see yeah. maybe I needed to adjust a little bit like we did at this one. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to buy them again to play with it and kind yeah. of do the science on it and see. And perfect it. And it was, ex- they were all in right about the mid-50s. So, and it was extremely oily. So if I had more, could experiment with some ice, a little bit of ice, a little bit of water. If I proof it down a little bit to maybe right about fifty or just below fifty, does that open it up into an even easier, smoother, better drink? Yeah. And I can't find the bottles. Well, so we're playing with these. Run a little low on the Stellum Rye, so hopefully this isn't amazing either. <laughs> <laughs> Those are readily available though. Those sure. are everywhere. Sure. Yeah. For now. For now. They're readily available until they're not. Fair. So. Uh, Before we get started on our main topics, which are going to be the NFL and what if and things like that, um, I do have a couple movie release dates. Okay. Um, The biggest one, the one I know you're the most excited about, we have a 2023 release date. Oh, thank God. April 7th, 2023, we get Fast and the Furious 10. (laughs) How about I just punch myself in the balls on that day? Call it even. Save myself ten dollars. You'd, you'd probably still. Um, it'd be the same outcome. <laughs> the same amount of joy would come from it. Um, but in November, I'm sorry. In October, we get um, Venom. Let there be carnage, which is just two weeks away. Oct- it got moved up to October first. Yeah. So two weeks from Friday. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. 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 Because I go to Disney World, like two days later. Oh, nice. And that's going to be a cluster. Yeah, you have fun with that. Yeah, it's going to be chaos. Um, shortly after, one month later, we get The Eternals yes. in November. And then in December, we get Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Which we all expect to be the best of the three. Yes. Um, did you see who was wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home hat in his most recent interview? I did not. Accidentally or on purpose? Accidentally? It was Tom Hardy. Uh, it was also a crew hat. I am fully expecting those two to cross over in post-credit scenes. He won't be in the movie. It'll in a post-credit? Be, yeah. Post-credit scene. I can see that now. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, man, if you throw him in there, too, you have 30 main actors now. Well, do which you... Which I'm... Yeah, give it to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, my concern, and they fucked this up before. They did this with Amazing Spider-Man 2. You Throwing try in too many people. Throw so many people yeah. in it. And if it doesn't work... Like, Endgame, there's a million things going on. But it works. It works. Infinity War... Literally a million things going on in different locations with different people on different storylines. That works. You added like four extra people and try to create storylines mid-movie on Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And it didn't work at all. You added a villain at the end. Uh, Yeah. For five (laughs) minutes. Yeah. So. Huh? Yeah. Who's this random dragon mountain thing? (laughs) What? Yeah. it, 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 It doesn't hold up. Um. That being said, while we're on the topic of Venom, I, I'm going to go over this really quickly. Um, I read probably the greatest comic of my life okay. um, this past week. Uh, for those of you who are just getting into comics or have never read a comic before, uh, I might not want to start with this one because everything's going to be a letdown. Um, it was <laughs> called... It's King- like starting with Endgame. Yeah, it's like starting with Endgame and then going back and watching them all. None of them are going to live up to Endgame except for maybe Infinity War, which would be right before that. Yeah. Um, it was called King All Black. And so it is on the line of Venom. So King All Black is Null, okay. who is the god of darkness. Okay. He is basically the god of the symbiotes. Okay. And a long story short, it has Marvel, Avengers, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Blade. It has everybody in it because it takes all of them coming together to kill him. And it's like they have, they know he's coming. Eddie Brock is the main character. Um, Silver Surfer's in it. Everybody's in it. And it is just... It is what I feel like if they need to top Endgame, that is how they do it. Okay, well, all the people you just mentioned have Are movies now, coming up. Yeah, have now merged. So that's what I'm saying. Like, but you would have to kind of redo it uh, or you know, maybe move some people around because some of the one of the main characters in it is Tony Stark. Um, there are Celestials in it, which, again, coming up. Eternals, um, yeah. But there, it's just it's so many people, and it's so awesome because it's one of those movies where or one of those comics that could be turned into a movie where i won't give away too much but it's very so very much so like endgame where thanos wins most of the time yeah thanos wins throughout uh but there's so many things was winning up until the last 10 seconds yeah until he he wasn't it was full on chael son and anderson silva one where he was dominating the whole time and then just got caught in a triangle at the end so, um, amazing comic. I highly recommend it. It's called King All Black. Mm-hmm. Um, it's five comics into one to create the series. Uh, I started reading it yesterday on my plane ride home. Couldn't stop. Just had really? to keep reading I'm through go it. Buy it. It is fantastic. I'm going to go hunt it down and buy it. Yeah. So, Marvel, Kevin Feige, if you're listening. I know you're listening. Yeah. You're one of the 12. Um, <laughs> and we love everyone. If you need a 
movie to beat Endgame or to top Endgame because that we've talked about that before in the past. How are you going to top Endgame mm-hmm. moving forward? That is how you top Endgame. So the problem, I would love that. I think I would honestly be more interested in that than Galactus being the main villain, which I have a suspicion, and I'm not alone. Half the internet yeah. more than thinks it's going to set up for. Well, Galactus. there are Celestials in this. Yeah. I think I would be more excited for that. Venom, as of this point, to my knowledge, is almost exclusively Sony. Sony. Yeah. Spider-Man is the only one that gets to play back and forth. Yeah. To my knowledge. And I could be wrong there. I haven't seen anything otherwise. Yeah. And if we see uh, some, well, yeah, he played back and forth. So you kind of have Venom in the post credit scene. But I think Morbius is also Sony. Yeah. And that's coming out in January. And Michael Keaton is has a, at least a cameo in it. He's in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's Vulture in the first yeah. one, in the first Spider-Man. So is it just everything can... So they need to get the rights to Venom, bring him <laughs> over, because it is, it's centered around Venom. It's a symbiote movie. The whole That would the be a whole hard darkness. push of you have an entire Marvel universe and then a guy that's way over here, and now we need to make all of this about this guy and yeah. it has not been the case yeah everything would actually make more sense for it to be galactus yeah with fantastic four and dr strange the multiverse yeah eternal specifically yeah i agree it'd be a hard uh transition to do but and i'll have you read the comic later I I was never a big reader. I never read in school. I was I never read the Harry Potter's or the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. When I say I read a, a, a graphic scene when Jean Grey comes in and it gave me absolute chills up my body, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! This got real. And I'm like, now put that in a movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'd probably die. I'd probably have a heart attack and die. It, it so, might be a better than on your left. It, yeah, Ooh. it was. It was, Ooh. there were some scenes in that, like when Thor shows up, there's, there's some yeah. scenes where it's just, in um, it, that's in a graphic novel. Now put that up on the big screen because yeah, but again, it's also gonna have to be completely redone. Like you have to start over, like you're having to start over with the X-Men, you have to start with uh, Fantastic Four. You kind of have to start over with the Avengers too. Because sort of, we're kind of killing off the Avengers right now, yeah. and Iron Man, Captain they, America, and Thor are all do in that it. anyway. Yeah, which is what they're doing. Which Shang Chi and moving on. Yeah, there's so many possibilities, and to see how they're going to make it play out. Unless it's Mephisto, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, King All Black. If you want to read a comic, it's amazing. Um, and oh. before we jump on to what if and NFL, oh, I got random shit out the yin yang i just have 2022 movie dates to look forward to go ahead and roll through that and then i have some dumb shit okay actually roll through that i have a couple trailers to talk about dumb shit and then we'll get to real stuff perfect all right so these are in no particular order um jurassic world dominion june am i the only one that doesn't care i don't really care it's not the first three but chris bratt's also watch it yeah i just i just don't care I think this would be like a Jurassic Park two, where like they're back on the with the us, yeah. they're like in Los Angeles. The one that everyone forgets, Vince Vaughn was in there carrying a raptor, a baby raptor around the whole movie, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, okay. that one. 
Um, John Wick 4 is in May. Uh, the new Matrix is actually December of this year. It is December of this year, and that's one of my movie trailers. Did you watch the trailer? It came out this past week. Uh, I did not watch the trailer. I watched the teaser trailer beforehand. There was only like a couple seconds. I have not watched the actual trailer the yet. The full actual trailer? Yeah. Um, so you got Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. back in the Matrix plugged in. Yeah. You don't know why. You don't know what's going on. He's talking to Neil Patrick Harris, who is a mm-hmm. uh, psychiatrist. And then it goes off. He meets Carrie Ann Moss, who was Trinity. She's back. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Manta. Black Manta. I can't remember his name because it has like 97 consonants in it. <laughs> he was also <clears throat> in Watchmen as Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. It looks like he's playing a young Morpheus. I did not see Lawrence Fishburne anywhere in there. Okay. I just watched... The original trilogy, Matrix. Yeah. For its time, I can see how everyone lost their shit about it. It's cool. Going back now, the... It doesn't hold up. It holds up in a story point. And With then the there's CGI. a... The CGI is rough. Yeah. It's very, very rough. Which, at the time, it was mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. It was... State-of-the-art. Yeah. Innovative. Yeah. Now... And you, they were doing some crazy things for they, what they had. 100%. Now, you're just like... Video games are better than this. What the hell? <laughs> so it, it looks... I'm, I'm in. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it night it releases. It's on theaters and HBO Max. Oh, okay. It's both. So nice. my happy ass is going to be drinking whiskey on my couch. Yeah. Um, Put a plug into the Matrix, too. Yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> We're already in the Matrix. This whole thing's a fucking simulation. Yeah. Um, I hope. It... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it looks like the original trilogy being made in 2021, which could be great. The it, second and third movies had a lot of plot holes going back and rewatching of, wait, how can he all of a sudden feel the machines no longer plugged in the matrix? How can he see everything as matrix numbers, even though he's in the real world now? At least the one. But that doesn't... <laughs> How, how, wait, how have there been six other versions of this exact thing that's already happened, but he's another one? Why is there a little Asian man with a key going into special hallways? Where did these guys come from? Yeah. Who is picking out Lawrence Fishburne's suits, and can I call that guy? Because these are amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. I had all the questions. Yeah, that comes out a couple months. A couple months. A couple months now. Um, the Flash comes out in November. November 2022. of 2022, which will be essentially the Spider-Man No Way Home equivalent of DC because they got Michael Keaton. Yeah. Ben Affleck is reported in there. They have a Supergirl that they recast for it. It's the Flashpoint story. It's a gaggle of shit. Uh, your 2022 um, Christmas movie is going to be Avatar 2. Am I the only one that doesn't care? <laughs> Which is coming out like 14 years after the first one. They made like three. They made five. Or they're making five. I don't know if they made them all yet. No, the the I guess the next four, he wanted to do all of them at one time. Yeah. No, I, I did hear that. Um, however many they're doing. Yeah, he's making them all together. Maybe it's another I guess they're going to release them like a year mm-hmm. after each other. I think it. I think it picks up right where the second or the first one left off, and it's like him living on the 
I'll have to go back. Plan it with them. Because I watched it with you back when it was still in theaters. Yeah, like and every, high school. Yeah, and everyone just... Me, you, and Chris. Yeah. And everyone was just raving about it. Man, this movie is amazing. And we went and watched it, and there were some cool spots, and... The old general dude getting in that giant machine and killing the fuck out of everybody. We're yeah. like, that's badass. Visually, it was a cool movie. But it was just kind of... Meh. I just didn't care. Yeah. But I have a feeling the two through five, they're going to be entertaining. I mean, I'm you, sure you don't make the highest grossing movie of all time and it suck. So... You know what my problem with it now is? For some reason, I relate that first Avatar movie to How to Train Your Dragon. Because visually, it like kind of does the same things. Yeah. And now I can't get that out of my head. So I might have fucked myself. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you about this. So I got these dates from uh, moviephone.com. Okay. Um, Hello and welcome to yeah, AT&T Movie Phone. That one, but now we're on the internet. Oh. Um, they have Spider-Man Genesis coming out in October? Uh, I think that's... Is that going to be animated? I think it's a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse with... And here's my problem with it. Different writers, different director, different cast. Yeah. You're basically starting over again with another animated one. You're going to have to reboot. Like, oh, Uncle Ben. Oh, there he goes. All right, here's Spider-Man. Yeah, but I think this one's going to be sitting around uh, Miles Morales. Okay. Because that's uh, you left it with him the last time. Yeah. Um, Into the Spider-Verse legitimately is one of the best if not the best spider-man movies to go into theaters yeah ever the movie is fantastic the uh the the how they made the movie with the frame rate and all that the frame rate being slower before he got his powers then it being faster and more enhanced and everything more vibrant after Mm -hmm. yeah the the thought process behind making that movie was phenomenal the art the artistic just pacing and layout and planning of the we want to do it this way we want to do it as, you know, graffiti and artistic and yeah. uh, just it lands. Now, if you want to do a sequel of that, all in. If you want to do a sequel of that with an entirely new crew, super, super out. Yeah. Good luck. Like, I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. Probably. We'll see, we'll see how the, the trailers look. Yeah. Um, the Batman, February. <sighs> Finally. Yeah. I want to see Battenson, even though it's going to be a one-and-done deal because Matt Reeves hated working with him. He yeah. refused to work out. He refused he to put on weight. He kept losing muscle. So he, he put on his muscle and stopped working out and lose it all. He, Yeah, he was skinny the whole time. It was obvious. They're like, hey, man, your stunt doubles look like Batman. You don't. At all. <laughs> Plain and simple. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which I think that was a big gamble going into casting him. Like uh, he's acting wise, so skinny. You're gonna get a good actor, but looks wise, that's like having a skinny Superman. It's just not gonna work. Which is why I think I've mentioned it before. There's a documentary about um, the death of Superman. There's <clears> a movie that they were trying to make. It was gonna be directed by Tim Burton. It was going to be starring Nicolas Cage as Superman. It was gonna be written by Kevin Smith. I think you did tell me about that. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half documentary. Listening to the shit they come up with and what the producers were trying to do with that movie yeah, was not even remotely in line with any Superman comic book almost ever. Yeah. He wanted a mechanical spider in there that was 
it was it was a, a fucking mess. The the suit was like plastic and weird. Yeah. I know, right? The first um, one, the Stella, was so good. Yeah. Top Gun being pushed all the way back a year. So now we're in May 2022. Aquaman 2 is also going to be your Christmas 2022 movie. Is it December? It is December. Okay. I thought it was October for a while. And it probably was and it got pushed. Yeah. Uh, the one that I think that I am most excited about on this entire list Thor Love and Thunder comes out in May. May. And I am beyond stoked for that movie. Doesn't Guardians come out next year, too? Or is that 2023? I think it's 2023. Okay. Uh, Morbius in January. That, which, that was a COVID push. That was supposed yeah. to come out in like October, November of 2020. Yep. Got pushed to uh, February, March. And then I think they even November. started doing um, some reshoots. Be, after it got pushed, they're like, oh, since we got pushed, let's go ahead and redo some of this stuff. Yeah, let's, let's, let's change let's, some let's, things. Yeah. Um, your summer blockbusters, Shazam 2. In June. I'm in. Which, it's going to be the fun. The first one was good. Yeah. Yeah. Very entertaining. Um, super excited about this one because I'm super excited to see where they go with it. Black Panther 2 in July. Let's go Shuri and Baku. Yes. Um, and then the one that's probably going to be a... And Namor as likely the antagonist. Ah. Introducing him into the Marvel Universe. Namor is also in that comic, by the way. He's, he's all over the place. They just haven't introduced him yet because I yeah. forgot... Because he's like an anti-hero, him. right? Yeah. He's, he's, he's like anti-hero Aquaman. Yeah, he's very, like, there's been times where Namor is about himself. Yeah, 100%. Like, if the giant conflict, him getting involved and in helping the Avengers helps him and his Atlantis, sure. If it fucks with him, nope. he's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Namor's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. So I'm going to be... I saw that they casted a guy they haven't named him as it but he looks just like him kind of like i mean jason momoa could have played namor oh yeah perfectly jason momoa so. should could play lobo jason momoa could play yeah a great come on jason momoa as a good saber tooth yeah come on now yeah jason momoa can do a lot of things but yes um and then what i feel is gonna be like the meh summer movie of 2022 we have transformers rise of the beasts Doing another one? Doing another one. Is it Mark Wahlberg? I don't know. I didn't see a cast. Okay. I didn't I didn't really dive too deep on any of these. I just saw movies and release dates. So that's all I got. Those are all the movies I have on uh movies to look forward to in twenty twenty two. Which it's a pretty good list. That's a good amount of movies, so about one a month. You know, there's nothing in February, March. Other than that, you got you got a lot of movies. Basically, summertime and November, December. Kind of back into the standard routine of things outside of COVID. Yeah. All right. Uh, we talked about the Matrix trailer. The other trailer that came out, Hawkeye series. I watched it this morning for the first time. What'd you think? I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. It's like a Christmas TV show. Yeah. And it's It's heavily involved around Christmas. It's set in Christmas. It's almost not really like about Christmas, but like the theme around it yeah, is. It's, it's the new Die Hard. <laughs> That's what I. That was the exact. I was like, this seems super Die Hard. It's not Christmas, but it's during Christmas, and it's an action show. Um, it looks hilarious. It looks like it's got a lot of really good action. Mm-hmm. 
I do like how they're doing. He's having to deal with his past of being Ronin, mm-hmm. and like he's like this masked crusader, and then now he's good again and having to kind of deal with his repercussions. So um, you have the new a new Ronin coming around, so he goes to fix that. He realizes it's Kate. What's her nuts? Can't remember her last name. Yeah, uh, running around being just like him. So he you immediately have a you know teacher protege thing right out of the gate. They didn't show anything with Elena from yep uh, Black Black Widow. Yep. I'm okay with that because they already referenced it. I just hope she is the main antagonist and it's not like they throw her in on the last episode to carry something else on because yeah. that would be super disappointing. Yeah. From a, I think a huge missed opportunity. Extremely. From a dialogue standpoint to an the action. two of them bantering. All three of them. Yeah. Because uh, the girl that's playing Kate, the protege, again, don't remember her name. She's in a bunch of stuff. She on screen is very quick-witted, very funny. She was in Pitch Perfect and a million other things. She's a great actress. But the fight sequences and then watching them just dry and sarcastically talk shit the entire time. Yeah. Over multiple episodes. It's going to be amazing. If they don't do that, if they do it. I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah, super excited. Uh, I don't know if you noticed or not. Uh, I guess uh, Hawkeye is going deaf because he has a hearing aid in. For whatever reason, that was the first thing I picked up on because the trailer started playing when I was setting everything up this morning, and I paused it because I was like, oh, the Hawkeye trailer, so I paused it. I was putting some stuff together, and I looked back up, and I paused it, and he has a hearing aid in. Well, it could just be like radio. It could, it could be a radio piece. I, I would assume I don't know piece. who he would be talking to because mm. he's not with anybody now. He's kind of just a solo vigilante whatever. Yeah, because he retired, and now he has his kids back. and Yeah. Which will be a fun dynamic to actually kind of watch that play out. Yeah. Um, yeah, all in. Looks great. Which, we haven't had a bad Marvel, Disney Plus TV show yet. Every single one. So, like, the worst one, because there has to be a worst one, was Falcon Winter Soldier. And it, yeah. And it wasn't bad in any capacity. It was yeah. very good. Yeah. It just wasn't as good as the other ones. All right. You ready for some random bullshit? Let's see it. Triller. And their celebrity deathmatch boxing capacity. Was that the one that did the Mike Tyson fight trailer? The original Mike, yeah. Okay. Last weekend, I think it was, put on another one. Okay. Where Vitor Belfort okay. fought, originally was supposed to fight Oscar De La Hoya. Okay. Oscar De La Hoya, a week and a half out, got very sick with COVID. Gotcha. Evander Holyfield stepped in. It was not good. Poor Evander Holyfield. <laughs> Vitor just wiped the floor Even with him. Even the workouts beforehand, everyone was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> Evander looks slow. Evander's 58 years old. Yeah. Vitor is 44. There's a difference. Yeah. Evander looked very slow, right out of the gate. He threw, like, one punch. Vitor flurried, and I either rocked him or knocked him down, stood him back up, and then just went all Vitor Belfort on it. At 44, you're still Vitor Belfort. Yeah. And... Tom Brady's 44. Yeah, the ref... I mean, very different, but... The ref jumped in and stopped it, and 
Evander Holyfield even protest the stoppage. But if you watch it, it's like, stop hitting that old man. <laughs> He's almost 60. What are you doing? <laughs> Just give him the Costco card and let's move on. So that happened and shouldn't have. The co-main event of the night, Anderson Silva. I saw this one. Fought Tito Ortiz in a boxing match. <laughs> Knocked his ass out. <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah. He did traditional. I mean, which? how old is Tito now? He's got to be pretty old, too. He's in his 40s, too. Yeah. Uh, they both are. Um, yeah, that's true. But Anderson Silva looked like classic Anderson Silva just in a boxing match. Tito bum-rushed him. Head movement. He moved, move, move. Right hand. And down Tito went. Yeah. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> down he went and down he stayed. Yeah, it it, it wasn't a 10 count. <laughs> it was. He was out. He's done. He's done. Stop it. Yeah. And that's my dose of dumb for the day. And this is really good. So good. So I'm very excited to branch off into what we're doing next. Mm-hmm. It is two ounces of the toasted because we wanted to make sure that note came through. And one ounce of the rye to add, like, a creamy note into it. Now, I hope it all comes through that way because we might have something amazing here. Or they just completely cancel out, which happens, and we're just going to have the, you know, an ounce and, a half, ounce and a half of the flattest shit on the planet. Which? It looks dark as fuck. And it's not oily at all. There's zero oil to it. Yeah, it's light. Honestly, my tongue is still a little lit up from my last sip. <laughs> so I always smell it, which is not a whole lot on the nose. Yeah, which is worrying me. You kind of smell the ethanol. But, I mean, we've had whiskeys before where there's nothing on the nose, and you drink it, you're like, oh, holy shit. You're like, oh, that's great. So, yeah. Other than a little bit of ethanol, I don't get anything. I get a little ethanol. Maybe it's just a little, uh, a little toasted creaminess. Like, you can kind of smell that toasted... Nope. Yeah, but it's faint. It's not strong. Yeah, it's barely there. So I'm going to let this sit. We had to cover it up. Yeah. I'm going to let it kind of open up a little bit. Air out just for a minute. And while we do that, and we'll go into Zombies. Since we did not talk last weekend, we didn't. Marvel Zombies. That one was awesome. It was awesome. I loved every second of it. Yeah. Like, I want a second one. Yeah. I want more. I want, keep going. I want more Marvel Zombies. Yes. Bring in Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Because why not? You have them now. Yeah. Um, I I just put highlight moments that I really liked just because there, I think there are moments that either we didn't get to see or we didn't get to see to fruition yeah. in the in the show or in the, in the series. Uh, Bucky versus Captain. Yep. Which I love that. And he kills him. He goes like, looks like this is the end of the line. Yeah. Just like, that line. You're ah. like, oh, feelings. Yeah. Uh, Hulk versus Wanda. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how cool would that have been? Like if that somehow like uh, in uh, Age of Ultron. If they just somehow had to go at each other, yeah. which I know she was still kind of developing her powers and he was the Hulk. But let's just zombie Wanda as that being a thing, you yeah. know, kept alive by vision. Uh, kind of flipped the tables there. Cutting up uh, T'Challa. T'Challa to, to feed her. her. Yes. That was dark, yes. gruesome, and fucking awesome. Uh, the other super dark, but super kind of just like feel good moment, uh, was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He lost everybody. Then he lost, um, um, uh, John Favreau. Yeah. His happy. character. Happy. He lost happy. Um, and then like hope is trying to like get him out. He's, she's like, just go. 
And then, like, as she's being turned into a zombie, she's like, just smile for me one time. Like, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, that being said, <laughs> when they're flying away in the quad jet, <laughs> she reaches up and grabs it, and they're able to pull away by burning the thrusters. She picks up the zombie, and just chucks it at him. <laughs> that, <was Adam. laughs> that was the best part. I I laughed for like ten minutes straight. It was so good, and it was so it was dumb, yeah. but it was so good. I love that. Um, the Scott Lang floating head. <laughs> and I, he's, I love Paul Rudd so much. I can't even begin to tell you. Yes, and him just being, what's up, guys? <laughs> and he's got the cape. And he's like. Floaty Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> and just, yeah. Starts everything dropping about. Harry Potter jokes. and you, you know what? I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. Is Paul Rudd, uh, Scott Lang running around. In his floating head glass. Also, I like how they made uh, the original Ant-Man responsible for two of the what-ifs. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I was going to bring up was we are seeing a lot of Ant-Man and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. A or Ant Man cast and Black Panther. A lot of Chadwick Boseman, which yeah. brings us to this week's episode about Killmonger, mm-hmm. which, for better or worse, I called the whole thing within five minutes. Yeah. Literally almost shot for shot. I was like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to happen. There was a lot of foreshadowing. It, 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 it made it easy to foreshadow if you've seen Black Panther. Yeah. Because you know what his intentions are. You know what he's trying to do. And this, to me, this what if isn't what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark. This is what if Killmonger was successful. Yeah. What if Killmonger won? What if Black Panther went the other way? Yeah. He killed Black Panther outside of Wakanda. He's dead now. Mm-hmm. Now just go take Wakanda. And the only way he could have done it is have financial backing through Stark Industries yeah. instead of just trying to do it all himself with the help of Claw. Yeah. And God, do I love Andy Serkis. Yeah. He could do no wrong. In fact, what fucking movie is it? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's Venom. The Venom the sequel. It, no, the sequel. Oh, okay. That's about to come out. Yeah. Is directed by Andy Serkis. Is it really? Yeah. I just saw that. What actually made me mm. more excited for the movie. Yeah. I think it, it's one of his first like major yeah. directorial debuts. That's a big one to be handed. Uh-huh. So. Good for him. Yeah, that made me excited about it. I, that dude has done, obviously, he became famous off of Gollum and then uh, got a... <laughs> I, I was even, when I watched it with Piper last night, I was like, all the heroes Gollum. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also was the voice and body of Caesar on Planet of the Apes remakes. Going with James Franco, and then it turned to War on Planet of the Apes. Oh, the, I didn't know that. The monkey. Yeah. He was. They did all the, the dots CGI. on his face and yeah. his whole body. Like, it he was, was Caesar. him. He was every bit Caesar, and he did it from the mouth. He's like, I watched all kinds of just videos on how these chimps interact how and how they have the face and what they do. Huh. And I think he won awards off of that. He was brilliant in that. I didn't even watch yeah. it all. I just watched scenes specifically. Oh, I, I love that series. Really? I love, yeah, that's, it's a very, all the way through. It's one of those ones where the sequels get better. Really? Yeah, it's I'd very, War of the Planet of the Apes, great movie. Really? Yeah. I need to watch them though, because I've never sat down and watched, I've seen scenes from all of them. Yeah. I've never watched all of them all the way through. Yeah, very good series. Really? Yeah. Okay. And but, it, I want to go back and watch it again now, knowing that, so I can just be like, 
Andy Serkis. It is him. It's, it's Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's his face the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah, I I love seeing him. Um, was that Robert Downey Jr.? No, it was James Frank. Oh, the voice. The voice of Tony Stark. I don't think so, but it sounded a lot like him. They got someone close, but yeah. I don't think that I, was. Pepper. I don't saw. I didn't see his name. I didn't either. No. I don't think that was. It was John Favreau. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper. Piper said it was, but I didn't. I didn't see. She may have checked. Because I think she said obviously that's her because it it sounded so much like her. It was close. I thought it. I thought it was a little bit off, but I. Yeah. Don't really care one way or the other for her or her vagina candle. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> Smooth fuck on. People don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, T'Challa, obviously Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Uh, Killmonger was Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Uh, his T'Challa's dad, uh, Angela Bassett, which was really cool seeing her as the war general. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Going out there and just whooping ass. Yeah. Um. I love Shuri. And I mm. love the actress that plays Shuri. That's why I'm super excited for the sequel. I loved her in the first one. I was like, y'all keep talking about how badass this movie is. The best person in this movie is her in the background. Yeah. Driving the car and doing all the doing shit, everything, her all the tech stuff. Yes. And how she's basically female Tony Stark with how smart or smarter, smarter. than Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. So. She's like, we had the greatest minds. Well, almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's my favorite her running through the whole thing and just kind of yeah. side-eyeing. I think it'd even be cool if in Black Panther 2, it was her as the brains, um, and Baku as the brawn, and just putting them together. I would love if they gave Mbaku, and I can't remember his the actor's name. Yeah. He's also in Us and the movie Spencer with Spencer Confidential. Yeah. Um, he is so... Did you ever watch Us? No. Weird. Yeah. I'm not... It's not really my type of movie. It wasn't mine either. I just I had. I would only watch it because Jordan Peele made it. Well, uh, what was the first one? Run home or no way out or what the fuck was it called? One of those, yeah. The one where they're brain transplanting black people. Yeah. Which, okay, um, that was a good movie. Mostly because Lil Rel was fucking hilarious. I had an afternoon, so I went and saw this one, and it was really the only thing on. It was weird. There are some fantastic actors in it. The main girl is just amazing. And what she was able to do playing two characters of the same person was amazing. However, M'Baku was the dumb husband in the thing, and the dialogue they gave him was so fucking good yeah, and stupid and hilarious and fantastic. And you told me about the same thing with Spencer Confidential. Is like he is the comedic relief and he's hilarious the whole time. Yeah. If you give him more lines in Black Panther 2 to be more of that character as this giant, you know, yeah. badass warrior, but yeah. also this goofy to mix with Shuri, who's super dry, sarcastic, and knows she's smarter than everyone else. Yeah. I you think you have some gold there. Yes. Yeah. And then just throw in the Black Panther action. Yeah. And have them fighting a super, super straight, super, you know, almost Terminator, yeah. no empathy, don't give a fuck about anybody else, I'm responsible for my people, and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you have that dynamic. Do we have a villain for Black Panther 2 yet? I, like I said, I think it's Namor. Nothing's oh, been right. Nothing's been <clears throat> confirmed. Interesting. Fingers crossed. 
Did you really enjoy this one? No. I even put not my favorite one as my last note. It wasn't mine either. It didn't it it was it was a what if. It was if Killmonger won, but it was just slightly different than Black Panther because yeah. he almost won. Um a lot of things were the same. Yeah. They you know, I mean it started off yeah, he saves Tony Stark and um you don't get um what's his name? The villain in the first Iron Man. You don't get him because he's like, oh, Obadiah yeah. Stane. Obadiah, yeah, yeah, you don't get Obadiah. Um, but then you still have the scene with Claw. And, I mean, there's there's more to it, but it was kind of just like just slight variations of Black Panther. He still kills Claw, brings Claw, spoilers, uh, still brings Claw to Wakanda. That's how he gets in. And mm-hmm. uh, the, other, the other note I made was I finally got more war rhinos. Yeah. <laughs> that was yes. that was cool um yeah i mean it just i like some of the dialogue there weren't drastic variations i like some of the dialogue of i made these liberator drones huh he's like what i like anime which yeah. michael b jordan has gone on the record of being a huge anime fan in yeah. fact his killmonger armor was based off of Vegeta from Dragon Ball Dragon Z, Ball Z yeah. and it looked even more so in mm-hmm. the cartoon. I was like, that's fucking, that is Vegeta's armor. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, and he's like, well, if it fails, we'll have the biggest Gundam model ever yep. and most expensive. So seeing shit like that, little lines, yeah. very cool. Those were fun. But I guess I wanted a little bit more fight out of Tony Stark with, like, yeah. I would have liked to have seen Tony Stark do more than just send his own drone after him and then kill him with some vibranium. Yeah. Like, send one drone. Or Tony Stark figure out a way to like get in the drone yeah. and run it. So you it, have a little it, bit of an Iron Man. It was cool to show like, hey, I did I built your drone without you. I'm using that. Open I'm up using that bit. um Oh it did. Now you have more toasted, but there's a yeah. creaminess and there's some rye spice. Not a lot of rye spice, but you got the toast and creamy. I'm glad we did like a full glass of this. Yeah. I'm gonna need a couple more sips. It's right off the bat. I got creamy right off the bat. And then a, a weird spice note. And then it's just gone. Yeah, for it being high proof. So I got like creamy. Uh spearmint pepper, which comes from the the rye, the, the stellum. Because stellum has a strong spearmint flavor in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess that's a spice. So I get creamy spearmint. Doop. Yeah, with Drops a off. little bit of spearmint with a little bit of pepper in there. Yeah, and it's kind of yeah, no toasted note at all. Creamy, but that's it. Need a couple more steps. Yeah. All right, are we ready to move on to the NFL? Let's. Or do you over... have anything else? Nope, I got nothing else. Okay, it was okay. Um, I think zombies was my favorite with that Doctor Strange one. At number two, because that Doctor Strange one was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was kind of like uh, uh, what we got with uh, WandaVision and uh, Loki as far as just, that one made you feel. Yeah. So. Like, you yeah. understood his plight of he is doing anything and everything he can for the person he loves, which very quickly turned to, you understand that literally everything you do it, you're doing is not worth this one 
yeah. being. Because you're going to destroy everything for this one being, not realizing that means destroying her too. And then he did. Yeah. I think that was the craziest part. It's like, hey, do anything. No. Yeah. But you can, even if I could. No. No. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. Please? Come on, man. I suck your dick. No. What? <laughs> no. Uh, so let's react to week one. Week one. Overreact because that's, right, one, that's week two, one. One, two, three, four, five. So I have eight notes. Well, I have zero notes. I was going to bounce off of yours and throw out shit that stuck out. I just have teams that look really good. Okay. Um, Tampa Bay looks amazing. That being said, I'm super happy with how the Cowboys played. Did Tampa Bay look amazing? I for so Tom Brady's a notoriously slow starter. Uh huh. If that's him starting slow, uh huh. They look amazing. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady usually, if he's going to lose games, he's going to lose within his first five to six, and then not lose for a while. So in that week one, the Cowboy Dak. Dak looked better coming back from that injury. <clears throat> Keep in mind, Tampa's defense was missing three starting defensive backs. Yes. However, they three big named defensive yeah. backs. And because their front seven is so damn good, they ran the ball like six times total. Yeah. Because I mean, why would you try to run the ball when you know you can't? Like when hey, there's those names not you're running against, yeah, there's yeah. you have those names. Vita Vea as a rookie, he was picked like number thirty-two defensive end out of Washington slash defensive tackle because he's a monster, tall, lanky. He's gonna grow in himself. That dude got in the backfield every play when he was on because they rotated him out just like they do yeah. all of them. Yeah, he he looked he reminded me of the guy on the other side, Jason Pierre-Paul. Tall, lanky, can get in the backfield fast. Very, very quickly and just yeah. wreak havoc. Honestly, he could be a better version of that, which is terrifying. Because he has all of them. <sighs> <laughs> all of his digits. Yeah. But, yeah, so Dak in that game looked better as a professional quarterback than I ever thought he would. Yeah. I, I, oh, he was on point. I was, when he was, when it was that draft, I was championing for them to take Look, take Zeke number four, and you can get Dak later, maybe third or fourth. Sure enough, that's exactly how they played out. They didn't want Dak. They tried to trade up for Paxton Lynch. They tried to trade up for uh, the dude out of Michigan State, who I can't remember the name of, but he's no longer in the league. Yeah. Um, and neither of those worked out, so he ended up with, all right, our second fourth-round pick. Yeah. We'll take Dak. Yeah. And we know how the story went. I honestly expected him, at best, to be a more athletic Alex Smith. Because that was kind of his game. Yeah. Like, if you blended Alex Smith with Tim Tebow, you had Dak Prescott in college. He'd make good, safe throws, kind of avoid turning over the ball as much as he could. And then run when he could. And then run as much as he could. And yeah. He carried a Mississippi State team to number one overall, which had never happened before. For like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, this dude, he's going to be a more athletic Alex Smith. Yeah. Who he is now. Yeah, he is picking defenses apart now. I'm excited about this season. I just, let's keep the people around him healthy because they're yeah. already having problems. DeMarcus yeah. Ware is out, or DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus, DeMarcus Lawrence, Lawrence is out is indefinitely. Out, yeah, with a broken foot. Yeah. And it sounds like his injury is the same one that Dez had. 
Remember when Dez held out? Oh, yeah. Came back in that first game and broke and his was, foot. Yeah. And was never the same again. Yeah. It sounds like it's the same injury. Which is unfortunate because, man, he was also in the backfield a lot. You know, he doesn't have sack totals, but if you listen to uh, Pro Football Focus, PFF podcast at all, mm-hmm. they're like, the sack numbers aren't there. But if you grade how he disrupts plays, how he shuts down complete sides of the field for the quarterback and running backs, and how he's in the backfield every play, he is one of the best defensive linemen in the league every yeah. single play. Yeah. He doesn't have sack totals, and that's but what people look at. gameplay. But he is a vital piece on that. Yeah. So that's going to be a problem for the Cowboys going forward. There's a lot to like. CeeDee Lamb is going to have an amazing year. Amari Cooper is going to have an amazing year just being on the other side of CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. And Dak Prescott is picking people apart. Yeah. So. To keep that offensive line healthy. Um, yeah. To where they can keep Dak healthy. I think we have a pretty solid season. And the defense doesn't look incompetent. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> They don't look great. We just yeah. need you to be a middle of the pack yeah. defense. Just don't be completely lost like you were last year. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um if Tom Brady is a notorious slow starter, so if that's slow for him, we have a problem. <laughs> the entire yeah. league has a problem. Yeah. Uh the really, the only thing they couldn't really do was run the ball. And I put that up mostly on Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones was named the starter uh, for this week. Was he? Yeah. I feel like the bourbon in this just kind of flattened out Stellum. Because most of the flip. Ooh, there's a little bit toasted in there. I say I got a little more toasted on my, my second sip. Yeah. This might it's, be like, a- it's like evolving as we go. My first one. It took a few sips, but near the end it was like, motherfucker, this is really good. A little, little swirl. A little swirl. A little oxygen in it. Aerated a little bit. Um, what else you got? The other amazing game. I don't, I don't know if you were able to watch it or not, but Chiefs-Browns. Was an amazing game. I did. I watched all of that. Which came down to the end, just like the Bucks cowboy game did. Yes. Uh, the Chiefs looks just, like Mahomes. The Chiefs just flexed at the end. Yeah. A couple of dumb decisions on the uh, Browns part. Their defense for the first three. Three, four drives. Uh, well, yeah. And really three, four quarters. Or three, yeah. three quarters. They kind were of held them in check. Yeah, they were. They're not shutting them out, but for it being Mahomes and Hill and yeah. all the group, you were like a sixty-seven yard freak play from Hill and a couple third down conversions away from winning that game. Yeah, I mean the defense against that high powered offense. You can hang with the Chiefs. You're a good team. And the, the Browns have done it twice did. now. Yes, we saw them almost beat them last year. Should have beat them last year. Yeah. They just made stupid-ass decisions and couldn't convert a third down to save their life. Yeah. And then the fourth quarter of this game. Same thing this year. Same damn thing. However, yeah. for who else in the AFC... Is going to go toe-to-toe with them. Scares you who? now. Yeah. Nobody. Come, if you're the Browns and you just got this game out of the way, you're not going to play them again until the postseason, who else in the AFC scares you if you're the Browns? Uh, Nobody. Exactly. Your other two teams are what? The Steelers? They barely beat Buffalo. They didn't look great. Their their defensive line is terrifying because they yeah. can rush with four. Yeah. And, and that's get their in the backfield every time. And that's exactly what they did to Buffalo. And Yeah. They just beat them in the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, they whooped their ass in the fourth quarter. They were yeah. losing the entire game. Yeah. So. But. So, watch that game. That game was bad. You know what? Good on Cincinnati for pulling one out. Yeah. 
for Pretty. Joe Burrow running for his life nine percent of the time. Jamar yeah. Chase learning how to catch a ball. Yeah, the ball's so much bigger now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and they were actually winning most of that game. Minnesota had to come back and mm-hmm. tie it up to force it into overtime, and they came real close to being. And it a came tie. down to the last few seconds in overtime. Mm-hmm. And then a field goal won the game. Walk-off field goal. With that said, I think that's going to be more of an indictment on the season Minnesota's going to have than yes. what Cincinnati's going to have. I will be in Chicago tomorrow. Nice. Watching the Bears play Cincinnati. We will see what happens. But I get to watch them live. The Bears got wrecked. Like, yeah, the score showed better than yeah. what it came was back in, in garbage time. But yeah. out of the get-go... Matt Stafford is on the right team now. Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. He yes. gets a lot of shit as being mediocre because he was he was tr- mediocre in Detroit. Because he's he a good quarterback else. to carry the Rams or yeah, carry the uh, Lions. Lions. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Chris Collinsworth going back, and he's like, "Look, I went back and I watched every snap." that Matt Stafford took in Detroit. He is a phenomenal quarterback. He's had no help on defense. And no one to throw it to after Megatron left. When Megatron was there, you had Megatron for a while. You had Golden Tate, and that was the one time they made the play, or like the three times they made the playoffs. Yeah. He's never won a playoff game. They never had a defense worth of shit. Yeah. The best their defense ever was with when Jim Schwartz was there, and they are like 12. Yeah. So. And then the next year lost every game. Oh, God. Or the year before, whatever it was. It was the year before, because that was Rod Marinelli as a head coach. That's right. Um, I just wanted to go on record. I called Aaron Rodgers. Throwing that game? Throwing that game. Throwing the season. I don't, Okay, well, we'll see. Because I, I have him in, like, two different fantasy leagues, and you have him in my third one. Yes. Um, and, and also, he missed all of camp. He missed all of preseason. So, he's just now kind of getting warmed up. Yeah. But still. I think this next game will tell you because yeah. he's playing Detroit. Yes. And Detroit is terrible. Yes. I mean, yeah. So they got blown out violently. 38 to 3. To the point that even a cold, lazy, straight off the couch Aaron Rodgers should have played better than that against the Saints. Yeah. Period. If he's elite or one of the best, no. Nah. Yeah. Which. Uh, I have some fun facts to end the day with. Oh. And one of them kind of exposes Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Okay. So something to look forward to. Um but my other one of my other notes in the NFL is are the Saints good? Or do the Packers suck? Packers defense is terrible. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> James Winston just had a field day. Yeah. Uh Packers defense is terrible and Aaron Rodgers was trying to prove a point. Because did you see Jordan Love? Oh yeah. Not good. <laughs> you done fucked up on that pick. Yeah. He was he was worse than Aaron Rodgers sitting in there, and Aaron Rodgers was literally trying to throw it at his own foot. Yeah. Uh, I did in see In fact, a... had he actually thrown it at his own foot... <laughs> he would have had a better QBR. Yes. <laughs> I saw a meme, and it showed Aaron Rodgers... La- he was in the fourth quarter, showing the sidelines laughing. Yes, with Devontae Adams. Yeah. And it was like, come on, man, we're losing. He goes, huh? Y'all are losing. Y'all are losing. <laughs> he goes... I'm winning right now. Uh-huh. Because guess where I'm not going to be next year? Yeah. Here. He didn't want to be here this year. 
it, this is his last year there. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, are you campaigning to go to another team right now? Because who's going to want you if you're playing like that? Everyone. I mean, everyone, yes. But if you just blow every game and show that you're a okay. petty brat. Well, everyone knows he's a petty brat. But he's a petty brat that if he tries will win you a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll take you to the NFC Championship. <laughs> Fair. But that's because the rest of his team sucks dick. If you're Miami, would you sell the house for two years of Aaron Rodgers? Because with that defense and those weapons, true, Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, if you can get on the field, and train to a little bit, Devontae Adams, trade to a trade to a with the trade, get yeah, get out of here, you're not gonna do anything, yeah. That deep, Miles Gaskin, Galeski as your tight end, yeah. You have those weapons, and you're warm now, and you're in Miami, assuming it doesn't fall. He wants to go to the other coast though. He wants West Coast. He wants to go back to California, Vegas, somewhere in there. This is where he wants to go. Yes. I mean, take Miami. <laughs> because the other team would be Denver. That badass defense. Uh, they you, won. They won. They lost um, the other big Alabama wide receiver who I can't remember. Judy. Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy. Yeah. Uh, Did he get hurt? He got hurt. They thought it was like a bad knee injury. Uh, high ankle sprain. So oh, okay. that sucks. He'll be back. He'll be back. So, you have that defense, those weapons. Noah Fant has a great tight end. Yeah. Uh, they drafted a running back, I believe. I think it's one of the North Carolina guys, but I could be off on that. Okay. But that's a team that's one quarterback away from competing. Now, in that division, you have to go against Mahomes twice a year. In Miami, you have a rookie, you have Josh Allen, and you have another rookie. Yeah. Because the Jets... That first half, Zach Smith looked lost. He came back. He looked better in the second half. Made some. He's got a cannon for arm. That dude yeah, he does. can sneeze. He can put throw. it anywhere he wants. Oh, my God. Yeah. First team all safe. I can make it rain out here. <laughs> 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 yeah. It, if he can get something built around him, yeah. Zach Smith is going to be, be pretty solid. Yeah, he's going to be good. But they didn't really have an answer for the defense for Carolina in that mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones... Looked a little slow to start, but yeah. then started... Warmed up. They lost to Miami by one. Yeah. He's, they started piecing him up on underneath routes. He yeah. literally... They gave him the Tom Brady... The Tom Brady special. They gave him <laughs> Tom Brady's game plan for New England. Here's how Tom did it. Oh, I fucking do this. Yeah. He's accurate. He's great on short throws. He doesn't have a crazy deep ball. He, he's going to throw like 20 to 25 yards accurately at that. Yeah. But his timing's tremendous. Yeah. He's got great pocket presence. Had he gone into the NFL 10 years ago, he would have been a number one overall pick, hands down, because everyone else would have been, well, he's good, but he likes to run more than he likes to throw. Now it's like, well, can he run? Yeah. Is that an option we have? I I need him to throw the ball. Yeah. Speaking of which, Trey Lance has one pass for a touchdown. (laughs) That was the the last note that I had. Arizona's going to be great. Cool. Are they? I think they are. Do you remember last year? Do you remember last year? Do you remember last year? The first six to eight games. They blew up and then. They were like, oh, fuck. They're doing great. They had that really close game with uh, Seattle. Like, fuck, that was a good game. They beat 
uh, Buffalo on the Hail Mary to D-Hop. You're like, oh, my God, this team's legit. Yeah. And then they had that other close game with Seattle where they lost. And, and spiraled. They spiraled down. They had a lot of injuries, and Chandler Jones was out, like, most of the year. Chandler Jones was a monster in that he had game. five sacks. Yeah. I think the addition of J.J. Watt, Watt next to him. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, what's J.J. Watt going to do? He didn't do anything in Houston like the last five years. J.J. Watt was by himself. He had no help. And yeah, he's everyone an, could double him. He's the an entire game. aging guy. Yeah. Double J.J. Watt right now. Look what happens. Because look who you leave open. Uh-huh. That Ch- other monster. Chandler Jones two about. years ago was a sack leader. Yeah. Chandler Jones is a bad dude. I think if they stay healthy, they're going to be a pretty solid team. I think they're going to win. The, I think from what we've seen, it's going to be them in Seattle leading the division. That being said, Seattle looked like Seattle. The 49ers looked pretty good with Garoppolo. With Garoppolo. But that defense is what made them look yes. really good. That defense is scary. Garoppolo's a bus driver. Yeah. Trey Lance might not be, but in preseason, he made a lot of good decisions, and then he made a lot of bad decisions. He looked like a rookie. Yeah. I think next year, Trey Lance is 100% your quarterback. Yeah. And you have a problem because that dude also has an arm. He can run. <laughs> you have. But you just yeah. got to get through one more year of Garoppolo. Yeah. Which, I mean, with that defense, you can. They, they put up a 41 points. Keep that. Remember, everyone on the defense fell out. They had like three starters from the yes. beginning of the year at the end. Yeah. Keep everyone so, healthy. Really, all these teams depend on health. Mostert already got hurt. Yeah. So you got Trey Sermon and somebody the else. Rookie. Yeah. Yeah. That are going to. Elijah something, I think. Yeah. But. Um, who else? That being got? said, every team that looked bad. This week, I think it's going to be bad this year. Carson Wentz is going to be the death of a good Colt team. Yes. He didn't look good. I think the Bears are the only ones that have maybe a chance once you pull Dalton out. Do you think Dalton lasts more than this week? Especially if you lose. I'm going to be there tomorrow. And everyone's going to be chanting Justin Fields and yes. Bear Down. And yeah. I, I think you might see Justin Fields in the front. For the, on the field for the first time ever. If it's not this week, it is next. Well, because he played, they're doing this quarter or this college two quarterback thing. Like Trey Lance had a touchdown. Yeah, because you threw him in there. Him off field. Justin Fields went in there and threw a ball or ran or he did something. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but he was out there. Don't don't run this. However, you have to commit because I hate the idea of throwing in a rookie quarterback and then jumping back to the. Veteran. The veteran, yeah. I hated what Miami did last year. Yeah. Halfway through the year, when everything's rolling well. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Fitz, get on the bench. Tua, Tua come out. Come on in. For no reason. And then yeah. when Tua ha- was having a bad game, well, Tua threw a second pick. Ryan, get back out there. Yeah. Because his confidence is shit now. Why? You just sit on your rookie. Kurt Warner was a quarterback for the New York Jets. He had a slow start to the season, was having a really bad game. And they said, hey, we're going to put Eli in. He's like, okay, you do it. You do not put me back in for anything unless he's hurt. And I will coach him on how to do everything. This is before he got traded and went to Arizona and had the Super Bowl run. Yeah. That is how you have to do it. Yes. If, if, if this rookie is failing, you need to let him fail all the way through. Yeah. Don't go back and forth. I hated that they did that with Tua. If you're going to put Justin Fields in, you ride with Justin Fields. The rest of the year. 
He's going to make some stupid-ass decisions. Yeah, he's, You're going to lose games because of him. Uh-huh, 100%. But you're also going to win some. And you're going to grow your future quarterback. Yes. You'll probably win more games because of him than you will because of Andy Dalton. But yes. you will lose games because of him that Andy Dalton wouldn't lose because Andy Dalton is, is safe. A veteran, yeah. He, he knows. He's more of a football presence. He mind. knows. If I throw it here, this is going to happen, which is going to bleed here. Yeah. Justin Fields doesn't know that yet. Yes. I still say roll with a rookie. I agree, especially with most of the teams out there right now. All right, how are we on time? Because we need to eat before we go drink more whiskey. Um, I think about. we're okay. I do have some quick facts. I have like 10 of them, but they're pretty cool. All right, so let's knock those out and go eat food before we go to Iron Root Distillery, which yeah. is going to be fucking awesome. Super excited. Um, also, before we hit your 10 facts, how do you feel about this? I'm getting more toasted. But also, there's like a bitter note in there that I'm not digging. The bitter note I got in my very first sip. It's dissipated since then. Okay. It is much better now than it was sip one. There's so much more flavor now than there was sip one when it opened up. Okay. I think one of the big selling points for me on that first blend that I did at home that was like, holy shit, this is amazing, is because the three whiskeys I was dealing with were okay on their own. Yeah. These are both amazing on their on own. On their own. So do they, you know, fucking... Do they blend to become better? A tremendous thing. Or do they do this or, or this? they just kind of fall out and it's two great things competing and they just don't. And they become a good thing. Like, you can have all the greatest players on one team and it's still not work. You can have the best musicians in one band. Yeah. Look at the Eagles like four years ago. And it's still not work. Yeah. How do we feel about this? Like, this is good. This is good, but it's not as good as either one of those by themselves. Yes. Yeah. Like... I'm not texting you right away that said, holy fucking shit. You need to try this. Oh my God. I wish you lived closer to me. So you could drive over here just to taste this because this is something. And that's what you said on your other one. <laughs> I've sent you the picture first because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm scared. And then I tried it. I was like 30 minutes, kind of a long drive just to try this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. All right. 10 points. Okay. Uh, it's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven. Oh, we have eleven. One too many. The last one's the best one though, so we'll save it for last. Okay. Uh, oh, actually, the first two are the same one. I just have two bullet points, so it's ten. <laughs> <sighs> math is hard sometimes. Speaking of math, Tom Brady officially has three hundred career starts. He played as the, the Monday or the Thursday night game was his three hundredth game. You saw the, the thing with him and Gronk where he was asked if he could play till fifty, and he's like, "Yeah, I think so." You keep yourself healthy, and the way he keeps his inflammation down. Yeah, why not? Unless his, unless, unless father, his arm goes. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, if his arm goes, you're screwed because it's not like. But man, he had deep ball game one. I know. He had it back game one. I know, and it so. wasn't. It wasn't wobbly. It wasn't concerned. Like do you and remember, it was right on. Do you remember point. deep ball game one last year against, or the past three years against the Saints, or? Because he had deep ball at the end of the year because Bruce Arians loves to run deep game. Yes. Whereas New England, that was not his game. No. And New England was short pass. Short save, dump offs, screens, running back out. Open field. Yeah. Quick open field. Let's eat the clock, go on down, play smart. Big ol' whiff that one. Yeah, you got to be careful. It's aggressive. Um, Yeah. Game one, 
boom. He was hitting everything. Accurate. He was Huge. hitting everything except for Mike Evans. I put that mostly on the fact that he was starting on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> but Mike Evans forgot how to catch. Yeah. In that game. So he has 300 career starts. And this is proof that Tom Brady is falling off. Because in his first 150 starts, he has 116 and 34. In his last 150 starts, he has 115 and 35. Well, when he's burning in hell, paying off the rest of his contract <laughs> that he made with Satan. So 300 starts, his first 150, 116 and 34. His back 150 is 115 I get and 35. It. It's a team game. He is physically not the best quarterback. Physically no. speaking, it, it's Mahomes and Rodgers from a physical yeah. standpoint. You throw throw um, Russell Wilson in there. Without question, he is the most accomplished NFL player yeah. Ever. If you make an NFL, you know, fucking Mount Rushmore with four people, Tom Brady has to be on there. Yeah. And you, the argument of, well, you had Bill Belichick as a head coach. Well, that doesn't work anymore now, does it? He <laughs> had Bruce Arians as a head coach. He didn't do shit with 30 for 30 Jameis. No. Speaking of 30 for 30 Jameis, that is my second topic. I love these segues. We're fucking killing it. Jameis Winston. Through a touchdown pass that traveled 50 yards in the air in his first start with the Saints. Drew Brees attempted 9,241 passes for the Saints and never had one. He never had that arm. He never had that arm. Well, mostly because he had that shoulder injury. Yep. Remember, Miami interviewed him and brought him in because he had the injury. Coming out of San Diego. Yeah. The San Diego Chargers drafted Phillip Rivers. They were on together for one year. Drew Brees went out. Nick Saban was the head coach, now with Alabama. Yep. Nick Saban was the head coach of Miami Dolphins. He wanted Drew Brees very badly. Yeah. And Mickey, <clears throat> I don't think that's right. Sure. Um, but the GM, the medical staff said he had a shoulder injury. There's an issue here. He might be great. He might not. So the front office said, damage, nah. damage goods. Yeah. That same year. A new head coach, first-year head coach with New Orleans Saints, Mr. Payton, said, why don't you come over here? Let's see if we can make something happen. Yep. And he went on to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, break most of the records. Yeah. But again, he was rarely a super deep ball guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Jameis Winston, 50 yards in the air. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite ones because I thought it was kind of interesting because I am not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I feel like this one really exposes him. Aaron Rodgers is 0-42 in his career when trailing by more than one point in the fourth quarter against any team with a winning record. Really? 0-42 when trailing in the fourth going into the fourth quarter. 0-42 against any team with a winning record. He's never come back a team that has a winning record. That's a cool stat because there's people like uh, Andrew Luck was notorious for being the comeback kid. Tony yes. Romo before then. Yep. You're like, Tony Romo always chokes in the fourth quarter. Uh, look at your stats, nope. buddy. Yeah, he came back and beat all those teams. He, yeah, he had interceptions that lost him games. Historically speaking, he was one of the most comeback players in the fourth quarter. So to hear that for Aaron Rodgers, if he's oh, not 42. dominant, like... If he's not blowing a team out. Like Tom Brady, you give him the Cowboys. You give him a minute 30. 
The Cowboys gave him 90 seconds. You knew it was over. Yeah. 90 seconds and this dude only needs a field goal? This game's fucking over. Go home now and just give it to him. Yeah. It is it is over. Yeah. Blow the whistle, call it. Tampa won. Yeah. Tom Brady won, period. Yeah. So to hear that for Aaron. Yeah. 0-42. Interesting. I thought that was really interesting. Okay, I'm going to try and pour a little bit of water in this. Okay. Fuck it up. Good luck. Because it's going to be a lot of water. While you do that, we're going to talk about Julian Edelman. Now that he's nice and out of the NFL. He's retired now. Yeah, he doesn't have to get in trouble for his steroids. Yeah, he uh, is now commentating on, <laughs> <laughs> commentating on a show that I have yet to see. Um, however, Julian Edelman finished the 2011 season with 18 tackles. <laughs> so is it good? <laughs> oh, so bad. Oh, so watered down. Now you have nothing but bitter flavor. Yup. <laughs> not good. I'm going to try a couple of sips. Yeah, Julian Edelman finished the 2011 season with 18 tackles and two forced fumbles. That was also the year where I still love to bring up the fact that he just leveled um, Young. Vince Young. Young. Vince Young. Where they had him playing linebacker. Because all the linebackers got hurt. And they're like, Belichick's like, who wants to play a linebacker? <laughs> Edelman's like, I'll do it. Who was a quarterback at Kent State. <laughs> so one, he was from quarterback. One, he's 5'9". Yeah. Uh, on a good day. On a good day, depending on what's in his shoes. Um, or his arm. Well, <laughs> it's usually in the ass, ass cheek. I mean, I say that I love Julian Edelman. I have a Julian Edelman jersey. I love Edelman. Um, he's five nine. He was a quarterback at five nine at Kent State of all. Dude places. had an arm. He was like seven of nine for six touchdowns in the NFL. Oh, on his gadget pass- plays, yeah, gadget I mean, plays. The fucking Jarvis Landry has also got an arm. True. <laughs> True. This is different. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready for the next one? All right. Go ahead. We're about halfway through. Tom Brady is exactly doubled Zach Wilson's age to the day. And your drink sucks. I don't think it sucks. Did it improve? From the first sip that I had with all the water. (laughs) All the water was sitting on the top with like a hint of bourbon in it. It tastes way less aggressive high proof whiskey that I have bought whiskey fresh out of the bottle that tastes just like this. Yeah. Those med bottles? The yeah. med forty dollar bottles. Like, I mean it's fairly okay. In fact, you see how much lighter it is after compared to yours after the entirely too yeah. much water added to it. I'm going to hand this to you. I'm going to let you try this. Okay. And then afterwards, I'm not going to drink it anymore. <laughs> um, I'm going to drink my water. This next one, as a Cowboy fan, hurt a little bit. But it also made sense. That smells. It smells better. Yeah. There's actually a scent there. Yeah. Yeah. That is an 80 proof $35 bottle. Which makes me question if we added water to this exact concoction, not 50-50 like I just fucked up, but... <laughs> but a couple drops. Like, maybe a cube and let it get cold and open up with just that one small cube yeah. or a couple drops in a straw. Proof that down a little bit. Does that blend it better? It could. It, it would definitely take the edge off of it. Because it, it seems kind of pissed off right now. Yeah. 
it's angry. Like, there's there's a there's a monster in there that you created that you got to chill out. Yeah. So or maybe even just an ice cube, yeah. cool it a little bit, make it a little bit colder. It would probably make it a little bit creamier because that Stellum rye with ice is fucking good. Yes, is really it fucking is. good. That's a last night. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I have different whiskeys that this whiskey's really great neat. This whiskey's fucking something else with ice. Yeah. There's no rule. There's not. Find the whatever makes the best. Yeah, find out what makes the best. So I I think we need to try this again. I have full bottles of each. Experimenting with At them. My house, we can do same thing. Two yep. to one because the toasted <clears throat> notes real light. Yeah. And that kind of overpowers it. So two to one. Yeah. One cube. See what kind of. I think I think we'd honestly make it better. You have around. a little bit more, so if you wanted to throw a couple drops of ice or of water in there just to see what happens, it won't cool it, but you might open it up before we hit the rest of your stuff. I'll be right back. Okay. Pause. Okay, like one hit on the refrigerator. I'm about to put too much. <laughs> one hit on that refrigerator comes out pretty quick. I might have about as much as you have in yours. No, mine was like you see how light mine is. Mine was 50 50. Okay, yeah. I might be okay. You proofed it down probably to a little bit lower. You went to 80. I might go, I might have gone to like 93. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from like 115. One, yeah, 115. Right around there. Okay. This one hurt a little bit as a Cowboy fan. It makes sense. I understand it. Running back Marshall Falk finished his career with more receptions than wide receiver Michael Irvin. Okay, yeah. Because and with the Rams, he was out of the backfield a lot. Kurt Warner. Greatest show on turf. That was a huge part of their game yes. plan. He was out of the backfield. Plus, Michael Irvin drafted in 89, finished his career in like 98 mm-hmm. or 97 with a neck injury. Did I solve it? It's better than yours. I, well, that's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> it opens up the nose immediately. It does. Like, you get toasted more, and then you get a sweet rye spice, too. I think it did solve it. It's a lot better than it was. I think a cube would still make it better than that. Ooh, that one's better. Yeah. That's a... That's it's a, still not better than these individually. No, but that's but it's a better than it good was. blend between the two. The problem is there is a bitter there is. char note. And there's been a bitter note since the very beginning. That was the first note I ever got. Was it's just And I actually, I think that comes from the Penelope side. Yeah. Because that has a little bit of a note of that in there. Um, I'm going to take another drink. Go for it. Fuck you. I'll go to the next one. Um, running back Larry Sonka was once flagged for unnecessary roughness while carrying the ball for hitting a defender too hard. We've just reversed roles from then to now. Do you like the fact that so many of the rules today are because of Tom Brady, and then Tom Brady recently comes out and says, you have so many rules against the defense that you can't even play football anymore, and it's hurting the game? Motherfucker, (laughs) these are because of you. The low hits on the quarterback? Yeah. That was you when you got hurting in that Kansas City game in 2009. Yeah. When the, he broke his leg. The slaps, you can't hit the helmet of a quarterback. You can't hit the face mask, yeah. That was you when Patrick Willis slapped the slapped the bitch out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a concussion. 
These rules are because of you, motherfucker. Yeah. I love Tom Brady. I don't care. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how the rules. The one the one rule I hate this year, and I think they're trying to make a, a point of it in the preseason. The taunting. The guy got up and went, flexed, and then walked off. They're like, I'm like, Daniel Tosh had the best bit about that, like, fucking 15 years ago when Daniel Tosh was still relevant. Yeah. About, let these guys celebrate. Let them taunt. Let them do everything else. Yeah. But when you get laid out from a free safety that went helmet to helmet on you, and you almost die on a stretcher as you're being carried off, and I'm cheering for you because you're an overpaid monkey, I don't want to hear you bitch about it. Because you're playing a game. Fair. And then he went off into a giant thing that Brett Favre should play forever because have you seen the salaries for backup practice squad quarterbacks? It's still like a million dollars. Sign me up. I'll take that. <laughs> Half a million dollars to be a quarterback on the practice squad? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that all day. Fuck y'all. This next one I found super interesting as well. I'll, I'll come back to that one. I'll go to another one. That was not that interesting. Okay. Uh, it's quiz. Ooh. Only three players over the age of 40 have ever caught a pass in the NFL. Name those three players. One's a given. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Um, over 40? Over 40. I'll give you a hint before we finish it. Okay. If you don't have them all. Uh, just because he was in the league for like 17 years, I'll say Larry Fitzgerald. Nope. But he's still in his 30s today. So. Yeah. Um, 40s. Over 40. Fuck. That's hard. Jerry Rice is the easy one. Yeah. Um, trying to think of long, tenured, wide receivers. Torrey Holt? Nope. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint because you're not going to get it thinking the way you are. Marvin Harrison. No. Nope. Okay, what you got? Uh, I said over 40 to have ever caught a pass in the NFL. I never said wide receivers. Asante Samuel. You know, Asante Samuel was playing eight years ago, and his son started a football game last week. Yep. Wow. Uh, that dude played forever. I don't know. What you got? Uh, the other two are quarterbacks. Catching passes? Catching passes. Catching, yeah, catching passes. Tom Brady. Okay, yeah. And Brett Favre have both caught passes I over the age of 40. never would have got it. Yeah. So, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, and Jerry Rice. The only people to ever catch a pass in the NFL over the age of 40. Honestly, Jerry Rice probably could have played another year after he retired. Because he, yeah. he started bouncing around. He was with Oakland, <clears throat> yeah. I think, when he retired. Um, and then he played one more season, I think, somewhere else. But I could be wrong. He was still a threat. Yeah. He, he just had like to... Randy Moss was still a threat when he was with the 49ers. He was and the, he was just training the the rookies. Randy Moss was the first one to score a touchdown at their uh, their new stadium. stadium. Yeah, to open that season. Yeah, which what a way to open the season. Yeah, <laughs> at a, a new stadium. Touchdown to Randy Moss. Yeah, fucking ah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second to last one, uh, I thought it was interesting just because of the numbers. No NFL game has ever ended with a score fourteen to eight. So, Those are both very normal numbers yeah. in the NFL. No game has ever ended 14 to 8. Well, because almost nobody goes for two points right out of the gate. Yeah, unless you're the Browns. Unless you're the Browns. Because they did, and they got it. They started the game with the 8. The only reason they did was the penalty. Yeah. Because, up a yard. because of the new rules, your your field goal got pushed back. Your extra point kick got pushed back. So, like, the but 15. 
if there is a penalty, you go from the two to the one. You can apply it to two the point extra attempts. point or yeah. to the two point conversion, which shortens that to the two to the one, just like you said. Yeah. And now you have an easier go of it. Yeah. So while we're on the point of two point conversions, this was not on the list. I did not make the list. Uh, Bill Belichick called the first ever two point conversion play. In like history? In the NFL. Ever? Ever. Apparently two point conversions weren't around not make a, a long time ago. You have a good list of shit. I do. Like this is legitimate NFL nerd shit. Yeah. Like like this is the definition <laughs> of the shit we talk about and yeah. why we made a podcast. Yeah. It's so not there, there just were there Marvel. were other notes. We'll save those for next week. In fact, I I need to hit up Will because I'm gonna bring him on and have him just school us on what he does as a chef. Yes. And I think we should start playing with that. Even bring your brother on to talk whiskey and yeah. what it's like being a he nurse comes back, traveling. He comes back for a weekend soon. He's moving to his house and then he comes back in December. <sighs> He's over in Tampa right now. I hate when your brother's gone. I know. Um, But yeah, bring him on to fuck around with us. And what's it like being a nurse during these crazy ass times? What are you seeing? You know what it's like? Here's some whiskey. For him. <laughs> goddamn right. <laughs> fuck that kid's making so much money. Yeah. But like... Uh, I need to reach out to Will to see when he's free because that dude. Have you you watch you see his Instagram? That oh dude's yeah, cooking some fucking that burger he made over the weekend looked phenomenal. <laughs> I almost tried to track down his house and punch him for it. <laughs> you give me that burger, I'm gonna punch you. Also, I have a strong like urge in my body right now. You know, I've wanted to be a chef since I was like four. Yeah. To plan out over the next two years doing the culinary school. Get out of my current position. Take the tremendous pay cut. (laughs) And rack up the tremendous debt to become a chef. Not as bad. I have found a couple that really in the 15 to 20 grand range, but there's a lot of chefs that tell you just get in a fucking kitchen. Yes, but I can't make $10 an hour as a line cook right now. Yeah. Do you understand the amount of money I am dropping to make that We need to get a bourbon and taco food truck or something. Don't you talk fresh to me, sir. <laughs> Save that for another podcast. Number 10. The last one. You know what? With the water. I think we solved it. We we definitely got closer. Uh, the answer is actually a cube because the cold will kill the bitter. Yes. And I then the so. water will actually, with all ounce and a half, will open that up. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get into this blending thing and I'm going to be good at it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, by the way, Michter's uh, bourbon and American, uh, it's called the Michter's Black and Blue. It does not work. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it has a name. <laughs> I was like, it's got a name. It'd be cool. It, yeah, nope. Uh, they, I, don't, they don't mix. You just get bits and pieces of each. and No. I had two to three ounces of my Michter's American a year ago. It was an end-all, be-all for us. Today, Michter's American is weak. Uh, Mictor's bourbon, Mictor's rye, phenomenal. Kings, still. yeah. Kings for price. Um, Last one, and then we before we hit number ten. Oh, there's more. We're gonna hit social medias because this is how we're gonna end the podcast today. I like it. I'm gonna um, drink my shit. So, Last drink. Um, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube is where we, you can watch the uh, podcast video now. Get us on YouTube. As opposed to uh, listening to us. Blake's doing all the work, editing and out the videos. Yeah. Hit us on YouTube. Hit the like and subscribe, all 12 of you. Yeah. Hopefully. Throw in some comments. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what you want us to go over. Hopefully, if we add people like Will, your brother, they share it. We get yeah. some more of you on here. But 
go on YouTube. Yes. We're not that great to look at. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Justin, he's going to start helping out here and there. Eventually, if our schedules ever match up, yeah. doing some editing, maybe some different camera angles. Sounds good to me. We're, we're trying to grow this thing into something cool. Yeah. And if not, fuck y'all, y'all, because I wouldn't do this anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, whiskey and nerd shit. Uh, we're pretty easy to find. Uh, just look for the Hydra logo. It says uh, drink whiskey, hill Hydra. Um, Copyright pending. <laughs> yeah we're still waiting for the lawsuits coming from disney fingers crossed um but how we're gonna end the day we're gonna we're still gonna end it with our toast um but nfl so fun exciting. fact number 10 for podcast episode 32 uh a 32 team, this is 32 this is episode 32 fuck yep a team was once up in the super bowl 28 to 3 in the late third quarter and still lost the game <laughs> <laughs> and on that note Drink whiskey. Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs>